Well, hello there, podcast family, and welcome back to another episode of Tea with Lee. Yes, it's me, Lee, your cruise director. Episode three, we are cooking with gas now. I know, all very exciting. As always, before I go any further, I do have to say that this show is not affiliated to, nor is it representative of the views and opinions of Carnival Cruise Line. This is me, me, and... um, well, not just me. I've got I've got a co-host, special guest, girlfriend involved again today. So, without further ado, I guess it's time to introduce the wonderful Geraldine Bell. Hello. Hey. Hello. <laughs> I told you I'd do that. You did. You said. You said. <laughs> Hi. Hey. Welcome back to Tea with Lee. Oh, thank you very much for having me back. It seems that you've you've almost got like a regular spot on this podcast now. It's almost like I am your favorite human being. I mean, possibly. <laughs> there's, there's, there is a there is a list. Well, there's your mum. Yeah. There's your nana. Yeah. Then there's me. You can claim that spot. You can claim that thank spot. You. I'm sure Erica Amber <laughs> Parsons would be challenging you. Um, as well as a list of other people, but yeah, 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 yeah. For all intents and purposes, I'll remain impartial. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have invited you on to today's podcast because I thought we could do something uh, a little bit different. Normally, I'm talking cruisy things, but there hasn't been much cruisy stuff happening over the last 12 months. Despite that, we are um, still together, still connected, and I thought we could discuss uh, all of the little ways that we've been staying connected as a couple despite three national lockdowns and only really seeing each other for about three months of the last 12. Yep. Well, thank God for the internet. It's a, it's a relationship saver. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think... Uh, the world is a, a lot smaller, a lot, lot smaller now with the the wonderful powers of the interwebs. So, yeah, that's kind of how we've been staying connected, as most people have been all this past year, this past 12 months with video calls and, and instant messaging and Facebooks and all that stuff. Well, it's been a journey with you because... Me and you, obviously, we met on a ship together. We'd never really video called before. And then when we started being separated due to the lockdowns, you were actually scared to call me in case you caught me in the middle of doing something. You slowly realised it was okay. It's okay if you interrupt me, my boyfriend. (laughs) But that being said, I I get it. It's not just with you, it's with everyone. That sort of video call etiquette, is it, it... Are you supposed to send a message before being like, hey, are you free? Is that... Can you take a call? Is that what you do? I think it depends on who it is. I think you know pretty much everything about my life. So you know when I'm teaching yoga or anything else. So usually it's fair game. And if I don't pick up the phone, then I'm not free. (laughs) Yeah, I just, I feel rude because sometimes in this whole lockdown situation, I have had friends call me, video call me at kind of not necessarily inappropriate times like I'm on the toilet or anything disgusting, but um. You know, I, I've maybe received a phone call, my phone started buzzing, but I'm in the middle of an episode of a program with my mom, or dinner's just about to hit the table and I'm like, can't take that call. 
sorry. <laughs> so you just don't take the call. <laughs> I know, but I don't know. It was just we were never prepared for the etiquette of video call. I I just personally think like a little message. I do it to to my friends that aren't you because I'll just spring a call on you. But most of my other friends, I send them a message and say, "Hey, look, hey, are you free? Are you available? Can you take a call?" But then that sounds so ominous. Can we speak? Can you take a call? Just like you're free to video chat. Like, <laughs> rather see your face. Then there's some people that you'd rather not see the face, so you just message. <laughs> We won't name those people. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, but yeah, I think it's uh, it's been very different. But at this point, we are very, very much uh, adapted, aren't we? Oh, we're, we are long distance pros. We've got this thing down. Which is good because, I mean, that's kind of what you've signed up for with me and my job. <laughs> that's true. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be forever, but it's better that we are good at this rather than bad at this. I mean, at this point, I don't think we'd be together anymore if we were bad at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, more so that, like, when the world wasn't upside down, our lives were going to take us in very different directions for a, a short period, right? You were off to, you were assigned to the Vista and I was going to Radiance. So we were going to be in different parts of America on different ships and stuff. So this this was kind of in our future in some sort of, some sort of level anyway, wasn't it? Yeah, and this has been almost a strange blessing to have this time to almost practice that because when you're working, you work incredibly hard and are not an easy person to get hold of. Whilst obviously, much like most of the UK, you haven't been doing very much. So I've been able to speak to you all the time. Yeah, I am really rubbish. And any of my friends that are listening will probably uh, attest to that. I am really rubbish at being in touch with people, especially when I'm working on a ship. I mean, like I drop off the... I'm really lucky to have the friends that I have that have managed to like stick around or just accept it like grant and simon to name two and erica as well when we're not working on the same ship they're just like okay he's gone for a while uh we'll speak to him soon and the beautiful thing is that whatever happens i just pick up with those people but no this is um this has been very different because like you say we've had a lot of a lot of spare time absolutely i was going to call it free time but we haven't really been that free over here, have we? No, it's been um, restrictive. But freedom is coming. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. So, I mean, instead of just playing our little violins about being, oh, we're, we're apart, we're together, but we're apart, uh, I thought it would be really cool to talk today with um, our lovely podcast listeners, fellow tea drinkers. None of us have got a tea. Have you got a tea there? I've got a tea. Oh, Decaf. that's good. Does that count as proper tea? I'm not sure, but it's still tea. I've just had a cup of coffee. Um, I'll be honest, I'll confess. Um, in fact, Rowan recorded me a, a jingle for these moments, these these appropriate moments. You may recall the, the Tea with Lee podcast jingle. Well, check this out. It's time for coffee. It's time for coffee with Lee. It's time for... It's time for coffee with Lee because I confess to drinking coffee all the time on the podcast rather than drinking tea, <laughs> despite it being called Tea with Lee. I could lie, no one would know, but I just, it's not in my nature. Anyway, 
what I thought was um, we could kind of discuss things that we have been we've been watching or doing to to stay connected and stuff, almost like a, a read and recommend book club. But we could tell people what we've been watching or doing, listening to, and you know, say if we'd recommend it. Uh, perhaps we can spark someone's interest and they might watch a new show or, or listen to something. Absolutely. Let's do it. And I mean, we've been doing this in, in various, various ways, haven't we? I mean, when we were allowed to see each other, there was a couple of podcasts and, and shows that we were watching together, like in person, like physically together. Do you remember those days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, there's things that we've been watching, like synchronized watching, like we'll press play at the same time and, and watch them and then talk about them via messenger while we're watching or video call afterwards and chat about them. And then the other degree of, um, I suppose, shared entertainment is that we'll watch things progressively together or separately with me, with my mom and you, with your dad, and then say, oh, you should watch this thing. Uh, and then we'll watch, you know, those things in our own time together separately. But Anyway, um, yeah, but I thought we could we could talk about things that we've been watching recently. So of all of the things that we've been watching during this strange, strange time, what's been your favourite? My favourite is probably Drag Race. We've watched a lot of Drag Race. So much Drag Race. But it's just, in this very sort of strange and sometimes heavy time, it's just such good fun. Yeah, I, I agree. It's pure... Unadulterated, unadulterated escapism is that is that the right term? That's um, it. Yeah, it's it's brilliant. I I really really enjoy it. I mean, I appreciate that it's probably not for everybody's taste, and that's fine. It's very much our taste, um, and to the point where my mom has just gone out. She's just popped out to um, pick up a package from the post office, and she said to me, "Shante, you can stay. I am going to sashay away." <laughs> Like, I love her so much. <laughs> yeah, it's it's taken over our house pretty pretty seriously, um, and we've mum and I have been really binge watching episodes in seasons in no particular order whatsoever. Just kind of blindly scroll, click, and and watch. And it doesn't matter. We're not biased. We've watched the America's Drag Race. We've watched the All Stars, Canada's Drag Race. UK's drag race that works. So which has been your favourite, favourite drag race that you've seen so far? I'm really enjoying the current UK one. It's such good fun. I think because we're British as well, there's a lot of very British references that maybe American people wouldn't quite register, but it just it's just great for, for us because we feel like we've got our own version of drag race and it's wonderful. Controversial opinion warning. I sometimes cringe i don't know if it's like the the inner entertainer in me with the jimmy my work goggles on but i do and I, i've told you i cringe at sort of like the the difference in production level and that sort of the british queens go for very low ball very vulgar crass shocking humor and i suppose that's the difference between um, American drag and British drag, and it's just sort of par for the course. But in watching so many different seasons all back to back lined up, there are moments where I go, ooh. Well, the American queens are much more 
polished <laughs> and they have an awful lot more at stake with the sheer amount of money that they can win and it's a much bigger deal over in the US whilst here we yeah you're right the budget is a little bit lower and the queens are a little bit rougher and regular and um, a little bit more crass but I really enjoy that <laughs> yeah in fact you know for people listening you might not you might not know this we only found it out recently but um we were curious why on Drag Race UK they don't get prize money after the challenges or the huge grand prize at the end, um, as well as all like the holidays and the, the makeups and handbags and wigs and stuff. But it's because the BBC, which is the platform that Drag Race UK is broadcast on, um, it's it's public funded. It's funded by the, the taxpayers' uh, television license money. So the BBC, they don't have advertising or sponsorship. And to justify giving away £100,000 as prize money to the taxpayers, especially the people that, you know, that show's not their interest, they, they just, they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. So the, the drag queens on UK's Drag Race uh, are mainly doing it for the exposure, which I think is, it's another element. It throws something else into the mix, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think for a lot of things, I believe working for free for exposure is is um, a practice for performers, which um, we, we're trying to avoid, of course, because we want performers to get paid. But with something like Drag Race, that is the biggest stage they could possibly have, and it may lead to them just never being out of work after they've finished the show. So I do think it's wonderful for them. Yeah, that's the that's the hope anyway. Uh, something else that we've been watching or that we've watched apart um, was one of your recommendations that you watched with your dad, The Serpent. Mum and I watched The Serpent on BBC iPlayer and that was brilliant. Just completely addictive. Um, it's a, a true crime thriller, but set in the early 80s, I think, and you, it's just completely gripping. You can't stop watching it, and it makes your heart beat really fast. Like You don't breathe when you're watching it. Yeah, for anyone that, that doesn't have a clue what it's about, um, without spoiling it for you, it's about a, a serial killer who was out in Thailand in the in the 80s was it yeah about the 80s, 80s 70s yeah. 80s yeah um preying on backpackers and those sort of hippie travelers out in asia uh but it was absolutely incredible to watch quite quite gripping um and it is available on bbc iplayer if you can access that wherever you are in the world i know in australia you you guys and girls get a get access to british tv uh, but i don't know if you can access it online unless you've got a vpn and all that fancy stuff i don't even have a vpn but yeah <laughs> yeah highly recommend that one yeah visible panty network or something whatever it is Oh my! Um, so yeah, the serpent was great. We also watched um, Des, didn't we? We watched the the serial killer documentary Des. No, you and your mum watched Des. Got really excited. Told me about Des. So I let Dad put it on the TV, but he accidentally chose the last episode. Oh, so yeah. I watched the final episode, realised it was the last one, knew exactly how the entire thing ended, and then. What's the point then? So I didn't watch the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, for someone so small and sweet, you were very terrifyingly furious for about half I'm an hour. I'm so angry. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and then away from like the serial killer terrifying stuff um, and back to Netflix, because I think that's quite universal. I know each platform, depending on where you are in the world, has different shows. Uh, but we watched some really cool stuff on Netflix, didn't we? We did. We did. We watched, um, was it My Beautiful Broken Brain or My Beautiful Broken Mind um, yeah. about a girl who suffered a brain injury and her life just completely turned upside down. She'd previously been a very creative and in- intelligent and high-powered woman and then it completely changed all of her thought, thought processes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was a great watch. Uh, and you loved um, Flora is Lava as well, didn't you? I absolutely hated The Flores Lava, and you insisted on putting it on. It was the worst thing ever. <laughs> it was so bad, it was good. I uh, No. Uh, what about no. Sing, Sing On with Titus Burgess? The ca- oh, goodness, I've forgotten about that one. That was awful, too. Really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, even you admit that wasn't very good. Mom and I watched a good couple of episodes after you dropped off on that one. But yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't spectacular viewing. It wasn't groundbreaking. It was no Tiger King for me. You still haven't seen that, have you? Tiger King, no. Tell you what we both loved, we were both absolutely obsessed with, and you were actually very reticent at the start. We call it the Great British Bake Off. In America, they call it the Great British Baking Show. Oh. Um, and I believe it's on Netflix now for them. Um, but yeah, you weren't sure. You'd never seen a series of this before. And I made you watch the first episode with me when we were physically together, and you said, This isn't for me. It's a bit boring. It's a bit dull. And then you got hooked, absolutely obsessed. Well, yeah, I liked the car crash TV of it being potentially disastrous, um, which it didn't fail. It didn't disappoint. There were some (laughs) absolutely uh, terrific kerfuffles, I think is a a great British way of describing what happens. Um, Yeah, a right mess. I loved it. I loved it. There was one poor girl who just, whatever she did, she couldn't stop dropping things. I think she was just maybe a little bit clumsy, didn't have great spatial awareness, but she was just a bit of a disaster. Yeah, but I'd I'd recommend that for people that uh, want a little bit of viewing, especially um, those folk out in America, if you enjoy a British accent and, and, you know, British people. It's very quaint and typically british and nice it's i find that often competition shows can be very like tense and um backstabbing and people not being very nice to each other but everyone's so lovely to each other (laughs) on the baker yeah it's it's a good show um and then we've also been watching most recently we got into ozark haven't we oh it's so good it's so good yeah, because we were struggling a little bit, right? With our different preference in in viewing and that sort of the format and how shows develop. I, I was really struggling with the pace of what did we start? We started Ratchet, didn't we? And Which I, you were not into at all. <laughs> no, it was just so slow. It was, it was, yeah, it was painful. I think we'd watched a lot of American Horror Story, and that was for the most part, quite eventful every single episode. And then Ratchet was just so stagnant that I'm sorry anyone that enjoys it, but we we turned it off because I couldn't cope. Ozark, on the other hand, is just like twist and turn and thrill a minute, right? 
yeah, it's non-stop, like people killing each other left, right and centre and extortion and bribery and it's absolutely mad. The acting is off. Top notch. It's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I would definitely recommend it to anybody um, that enjoys uh, crime based drama. I guess you'd call it. Um, it it's great. It is brilliant. The the preface, without spoiling it for you, is um, there's an accountant who finds himself involved in money laundering for a Mexican cartel. And how those choices um, impact not just his life, but his whole family's life. They end up moving to the Ozarks um, to try and uh, work their way out of trouble. And I can't tell you anything else, but it is, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. And I highly recommend that one as well. Uh, is there anything else that we've watched that you'd recommend to the peoples? We had so much fun watching skin wars <laughs> oh yeah but that was that was kind of car crash entertainment for the beginning like we got into that more because it was like weird and wonderful and cringy and potentially disastrous and it just didn't it didn't go that way in the end we we end, we grew to like it right we got really invested in the competitors and the entire concept is a little bit strange and cringy at times. I'm not sure that the show has aged well since it got made. <laughs> yeah. um, but it is such great fun to watch. And there's some really talented artists on there. So it's a competition um, for body painting, which seems very niche. Um, but the things that they can create using just a human body as a canvas is just absolutely astounding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there is that sort of, um, I suppose, warning for anybody that goes, oh, we'll look into that. Um, there's, there's a lot of, of naked people. I say naked. It's not, it's not distasteful and you don't see anything. I think it's um, probably PG-13 appropriate. Um, I don't know what the actual rating is, but if you've got kids in the house or, you know, if you're going to watch it with your grandma in the room, maybe let them know that it's a body painting show and there are people that are um, without clothes but respectfully covered with underwear and whatever. I suppose booby stickers are the pasties are the, as far as it goes there. But yeah. Um, but no, it was great. And to see the creativity and the, the artistic flair, uh, as well as it being a competition-based um, elimination style reality competition i guess is uh it's, it's it was good i really enjoyed that as well that was great we've uh, had a couple of situations skin wars was one of them bake off was another where i have accidentally found out the results you ruined ruined our viewing yeah i'm glad you <laughs> i'm glad you confessed this accidentally like completely accidentally i'm sure your your listeners like this will have happened to at some point where you sort of forget that you don't want something spoiled for yourself. So you're just scrolling social media and then you find out the winner of something and you didn't want to know, but then you're watching with somebody so you can't say anything. Yeah, no, you're making it sound like you were just scrolling down your news feed and happened across a spoiler that someone else had posted. No, you were looking at people's profiles and tweets and stuff whilst watching the show you you went searching for show-based content and if it's already been completed if it's already aired of course you're going to find out who's won 
It was absent-minded of me, I will admit, and I am making an on-air public apology so you can stop lording it over me. I'm, I'm just disappointed. I'm not lording it, but I'm, I'm just disappointed. <laughs> um, and then apart from, like, actual watching stuff, uh, we've, been, we've been listening to a few things uh, at the same time as well, haven't we? Yeah, so we are both fans of podcasts now. Um, I was always a big podcast fan. I used to make you listen to them on the ship with me. <laughs> um, but then you've actually got into it this year, so much so that you made your own podcast, which is uh, amazing. Um, but I have been enjoying several podcasts. I've started watching The O.C., which I've never seen. It was filmed in, like, 2003, so I was definitely just about old enough to watch it, but I just never did. But there's a podcast that you can watch listen to alongside it called I've Never Seen the OC where two Scottish girls discuss it episode by episode and that's great fun I've enjoyed that what have you been listening to I not a lot lately um Darren's Industry Insights or entertainment director Darren um has been releasing a podcast where he speaks to his friends now whereas T with Lee I'm speaking with friends that are like fun squad team members playlist cast members cruise directors stuff like that Darren out of nowhere has pulled these like huge industry connections like the the vocal supervisor and ex Broadway star um that he works for for Royal Caribbean and then um one of his friends from Australia that he worked with in Universal Studios has been like the genie in Aladdin in the West in I said the West End the Broadway musical uh, but out in Australia um He's been talking to people that have been on TV talent search shows who now tour with huge name bands. It's that's fascinating. Um, I've also listened to um, How to Tame Your Karen, which is Andrew Mercer um, and Adam Gilbert. They're two carnival cruise directors that have started their own podcasts. Um, and the Karen, the term Karen coined. Um, officially in 2020. Um, if you don't know what a Karen is, Google it. I don't want to offend anyone. Um, but yeah, their show is called How to Tame Your Karen. But it's not just about taming your Karen. It's a chat show. They talk about absolutely anything and everything. I think they're very entertaining boys, great personalities, um, wonderful voices to listen to as well. So uh, I have a personal investment and connection to those people. But you put me on to the David Tennant pod podcast. We enjoyed that together, didn't we? Oprah. Yeah, have you listened to any episodes of the Louis Theroux one? I'm sure I've recommended that one to you, but I don't know if you've listened to any of the episodes. No, Grounded with Louis Theroux I haven't I haven't got into yet, but it's on my list of two listens. It's, it's very good, just very interesting interviews with very interesting people. If you've ever watched any of Louis Theroux's documentaries, I don't know how well-known he is in the US and Australia, but he's a big deal here. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's global. I think he's, he's mm. pretty global. Um, yeah. And then I suppose one last one to discuss before we round this off, a huge, huge watch that we both thoroughly enjoyed um, that you don't, you obviously don't remember. A huge watch? Yeah, massive. I think I, I was thinking you were about to, to talk about your, your, your new gig, but no, okay. What, what's the huge watch? Sasha Barra Cohen's 
Borat sequel, the subsequent movie film. <laughs> Huge. I, I really yeah, enjoyed that. I, mean, I forgot we watched that. That's how long this has been. <laughs> yeah, it's been a year, babe. It's been a very, 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 very long time. It's been a long time, yeah. But, I mean, we, we've we got sections of that film that we talk about in day-to-day life. It's just become like a part of our our vocabulary. Again, I, I respect that that has um, maybe a sensitive subject um, matter that might not always be for everyone. If you listen to this and you're like, That's, that goes against my values, then I'm really sorry, but we're all different people and we all have our own views and opinions. And I'm someone who takes every step in life with a good dose of humour. And I uh, I like to laugh and make light of anything and everything whilst also learning about what's happening in the world. So, yeah, that's that. And with that being said, babe, we've been, we've been chatting for about half an hour. Time passes when you're having fun. Time passes. Time flies by when you're having fun. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> I was going to say, time passes whether you're having fun or not. <laughs> That's true. Time just passes. Um, But yeah, yeah, I guess that's about it. And yeah, you did mention my new radio venture. And because of that, off the back of that, um, we've been listening, of course, to my new radio station, uh, Can Do FM 106.3, as well as Radio One. We got the BBC Sounds app going, didn't we? So we've been listening to playlists and radio and radio shows, all that. Yeah, totally. I hadn't listened to the radio in in years. I don't know. I just I just stopped listening to it one day, I guess. But it's been so much fun to come back to listening to it when I'm having breakfast and stuff. And haven't got round to listening to your show live because you present it at three a.m. <laughs> yeah, thanks, babe. Thanks for your support. <laughs> Cheeky Charlie stayed up. I'm really sorry. Like, I need to sleep. I need my sleep. But I promise I will listen to one of them this week. You can hold me to that. Okay. Thanks. But, yeah, that's <laughs> that's really exciting. And I'll do a full podcast episode about my my new venture with Can Do FM and how excited I am about all of that in the next couple of days. Uh, but for now, uh, G, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, no worries. Thank you for having me. And no doubt we've got plenty more viewing ahead of us because we've got a couple more months of of lockdown here in the UK, haven't we? Yeah, absolutely. But given how many wonderful things we've watched and heard so far, I don't think that's a terrible thing. No, I'm really, I'm I'm enjoying it, making the most out of it anyway. Um, And if you're listening to this, if you've made it this far into the podcast and you've got shows, movies or podcasts that you'd like to recommend to us to listen or watch, um, please do let us know. Um, You can get us on Facebook. The Tea with Lee podcast has now got a group. So you can join the, the Tea with Lee podcast group or you can find me on Facebook at Lee, your cruise director and also on Instagram. So shoot me a message. Let me know. We're always looking for new shows. We've just finished season two of Ozark, Geraldine and I. So we've got one more season of that to enjoy. And uh, yeah, 
We'll be making more of these podcasts as we watch more. I mean, we haven't even touched on American Horror Story um, and lots of other things we've watched together. So we'll do another one of these um, a little further down the line. But from me, Lee Cruz, director, as always, you know what I'm going to say. Stay up late, have fun, make memories, and I will be talking to you all very, very soon. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. While you're listening to this music, play us out of the podcast. Don't forget that I do have T-shirts and goodies available on ShipTees.com. It's been a tough time for everyone. I'm, I know that you've got people left, right and center asking for your money and your support. Um, so why should I be any different? ShipTees.com for all of your Leah Cruise Director merchandise. There's a lot of great cruising items on their website as well. Um, so check out the website, explore. There's a handful of other cruise directors represented on there, piano bar entertainers, as well as the store also having a ton of um, company-specific related items. You can even create and customize your own items. So one more time, that's shiptees.com. This show isn't sponsored by them, but John, if you're listening, perhaps you could sponsor the show. <laughs> anyway, I'll talk to you soon.